Hey, you. Yeah, you. You ever been to camp? Look at you. Of course you haven't. You're a wrestling fan. But Killian McMurphy and Big Dust are here to let you in on a little secret. You can go to Camp Leapfrog on IWTV. You looking for wrestling that's fun? Wrestling that's different? Wrestling that everyone's gonna love? Or are you just looking for Killian McMurphy to beat the snot out of some geek? That's Camp Leapfrog on IWTV. Tune in now, nerds. Hello, this is literally Miss Reality, Maddie Renkowski, and you're listening to the Nerds of Wrestling podcast. What is going on, Nerds of Wrestling, and welcome to another episode of What's Up Wrestler, a podcast by Nerds of Wrestling. It is I, your host, Justin Del Rio, and my guest at this very time is Miss Reality, Maddie Renkowski. Maddie, what is going on? How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Waking up. Uh, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for uh, joining the show today. Uh, I'm extremely happy that you're able to do this. And uh, this is going to be a great podcast. Are you ready? Yeah, I think so. I'm scared <laughs> now that you asked that, but I think so. Ah, uh, no, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Uh, you know, uh, we're living through a crazy time right now. And I feel like I'm preaching to the choir every time I ask this question. How are you doing through this uh, this craziness that we're going through? Um, I mean, amidst this pandemic, uh, Texas decided to pull a fast one on us and ice over. So, um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just taking it day by day at this point. Right. And <laughs> didn't Texas just get hit with like a big snowstorm or is that just in like one part? No, it's literally like almost all over the state. Um it's definitely not something that I've seen in my time here. Uh, so it's a little surreal to see all like uh, the white on the ground everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Connecticut. I'm used to it. So it, we, we get snow all the time. It's, it, it's nice yeah. to see someone else. It's nice to see someone else get snow, honestly, like who's not used to it. <laughs> so I'm like, ha, yeah, take that. Cause snow does suck. I hate snow. I do not like it. I hate shoveling it. Uh, Anybody who likes it is absolute madman because it's not the greatest thing in the world. I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of snow. I don't know about you, but I mean, we don't really get it. So when we do get it here, it's kind of like uh, it's fun for a while until right. everything shuts down and people are like buying all of the groceries out of the store and stuff. It's like uh, the beginning of the pandemic all over again. Like, I was just gonna I was just gonna say that it's like it's like the pandemic all over again because everyone's going crazy. They think it's doomed uh like they think it's doomsday or something. Like calm down. It's just snow. Uh, especially in New England. Uh, every time we get like a big snowstorm or a thunderstorm or something, these weather people think it's like doomsday. Like, bro, we've seen snow before, we're used to it. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's yeah. See, and that's kind of like what throws me off, but I guess like I've learned a little bit more about Texas uh, being here. Apparently we're like on our own type of like, I think it's energy grid or something like that. And so with all that's happening, a lot of people lost power and everyone's like, oh, well, Oklahoma's doing so much better. But I, I saw this video about how they're like connected through the states above them on like a power grid. So when they're like power surging, they're pulling from the other places as well, which is why they're not as awful as what's happening here. Because Texas, like people lost water, yeah. uh, people lost electricity for days. And like you don't think about it, but then like 
I think uh, the power went off here for maybe like it kept going on and off, but like the longest part was like a couple hours and it got cold. And I guess you don't really realize how much electricity we actually use, not only right. to like warm our homes up, but heat up the hot water, um, cook. Like yep. it was wild. Like, I don't know how, how they did it back in the day. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how anybody did anything back in the day, you know, just, with no 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 cell phone, no Wi-Fi, nothing. I mean, we sound yes. so spoiled. we sound so spoiled saying that, but it's it's true. I mean, yeah, we're we're the millennials. We are the big time millennials here. We we're very very spoiled with what we have. One hundred percent. This past week, I was actually talking to Brooke Havoc. Uh, she's one of Cody Rhodes' students at the Nightmare Factory, and I was like, if something happened to me and I didn't have my cell phone. Like, I think I know my mom's number um, and my brother's number, and that's about it. Like, I don't know anyone else's number. Oh, like, we, no. don't, we don't. And that's only because they've had the same number since before we had to, like, before we could just save, like, phone numbers like that. Like, whenever right. we just have the home phones, like, they've had the same number since. So I was like, other than that, like, I don't know anyone's number. Like, <laughs> it's, it's what would sick. I do if I lost people's numbers? I would definitely be screwed. It's definitely the same with me. Like I only know my dad's number and my grandma's number. Uh, <laughs> I think I think that's it. I mean, I I say I know everyone's number, but I really don't. It's I gotta look at my phone yeah. through the numbers. They go, hey, uh, oh, call me. Oh yeah, what's your number again? I, I forgot to save it. Or yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Oh yeah, like send me your number. You're like, oh, I already did. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't save it. Yeah, I didn't save it. <laughs> wow. I'm like, wow, oh, that's sweet. I feel I'm like lazier. <laughs> I feel like saving numbers is like very old fashioned because nobody saves numbers anymore. That's what that's what people tell me at least. Yeah, I don't really like thinking about it. I don't think I really text people anymore. Um, my main communication is like through social media now. Yeah. Um, so like I like whenever people are like, "Oh, hey, how can I reach you?" I'm like, "Message me on Instagram or whatever," because. If you're going to shoot me a text message, there's like a three to five business day response because I'm going to forget that I read it. Oh, my God. I'm going to forget that I <laughs> I didn't respond. You know, there's <laughs> there's people all the time who, like, take a screenshot of their home screen. And the amount of notifications people have, um, like, it's like, I feel like it was like a challenge going on through, like, a couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, what does your home screen look like? How many messages do you have that are unread? Zero. No, I, 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 I message people. No, see, I can't do that. I can't. That's my issue. Like, I can't just leave them unread. Uh, I open them and I read them and then, like, I get busy and I forget to respond. But, like, on, like, Snapchat, per se, it, like, set, like, it has that square, the empty square. And so right. I'm like, oh, I haven't responded. Let me respond. But on text, I just forget about it. So I'm like, oops. <laughs> I mean, and then I'll see you, it later. At least you open it. At least you, you know, don't leave them just hanging there. Just uh, collect, collect the messages going up because there are people who have like 800 messages on Reddit. Like, I don't know. No, see, I don't know if that's better or worse because then I just leave them on red on accident. And they're like, so you're just going to open my stuff and not respond. And I'm like, well, I got busy. Like I saw, I saw some food. I got distracted. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Things happen. We all love food. I love food. Pizza is my favorite. We're segue, by the way. 
pizza is amazing. Oh god, I had pizza last night. It was so good, so good. What kind? What kind? I am a big pepperoni bacon guy. Uh, if you put pineapples on your pizza, I think it is a crime. Please do not put pineapples on your pizza because it is absolutely disgusting. Oops. <laughs> Are you one of those people who put yes, pineapples? Oh. Like, I personally, like, I don't go out of my way to do it. But if there's a pineapple pizza, like, I'm definitely eating it. Um, I heard on this one podcast that I did a while back, um, they're saying that you do, like, I think it was whatever type of meat, uh, pineapple, and then jalapeno. So you get, like, the sweet and spicy. But I have yet to try that yet because I'm I'm cheap and I don't pay for three toppings. So. Oh God, no, no pineapple pizza. I'm good. Uh, I think it is an absolute crime. I do not think you should put vegetables or fruit on your pizza because pizza—that just me. Uh, that I'm just I mean, saying. technically, you have vegetables on your pizza. Think about your tomato sauce. I guess, but I'm talking about like broccoli or like you know mushrooms or something. Come on, don't what. I, don't ruin it. Don't ruin your pizza. I'm it's sorry. making it better, and you feel healthier eating it. I'm already eating pizza, so I already know I'm unhealthy. So it's. Maybe that's because you don't put vegetables on it. <laughs> that's. It. I guess so. Maybe I should start putting vegetables on it, but I don't think that's ever going to happen because I just can't do it. I feel like I'm betraying myself and the pizza that I'm eating. See, but then you can get all your food groups. You got like the grains. You got the vegetables from your sauce and the ones you put on. You got your protein. You got your dairy. Like pizza is a solid food pyramid food. Uh, uh, oh, you just ruined it for me. Damn. <laughs> Shit. Oh my god. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever gonna look at pizza the same because you're welcome. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> that's uh, that's how my mom would. Um, like I guess not verified, but that's how she would like. I guess I guess kind of verified, like us eating like burgers. She's like, I mean, come on, it's not that bad. You have all your food groups. You got your grains, your meat. Yeah. <laughs> um, you get your potato. You get fries. You have your vegetables. So I was like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, my <laughs> my mom never told me any of that. My mom never said, you know, you're getting all these food groups. She she just didn't tell me uh um, <laughs> mom if you're listening i'm sorry you should have you should have you should have said all that I probably would have liked broccoli then <laughs> i don't know if that's true but <laughs> my mom kind of made it seem like oh it's just a burger when it probably wasn't like just a burger because i'm like ah, one won't hurt and then like two three days in a row of <laughs> burgers it's up it's like it won't kill you no it will kill you i don't like yes it. if i keep doing it and i keep making those excuses i'm like well there are there are some vegetables here <laughs> <laughs> it's just one time <laughs> just one time come on just one time just eat it you'll be fine yeah and it doesn't help that so many different places have like so many deals nowadays right like little caesars like any other day like if the pizza's not hot then i'd be like trash but they just like I don't know how long ago, but I just I just discovered that they do a stuffed crust pepperoni pizza oh. for like nine bucks. <gasps> nine bucks, like nine bucks for a stuffed crust pizza. I'm like I don't even care 
how it tastes. Well, I do care how it tastes, but like, come on. They're normally like 13, 14 bucks. Like, no. <laughs> oh, I want that now. Damn. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, especially since I actually have to like make it, then it is fresh. And now I want pizza. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Which pizza do you think is the best? I mean, I you said you're from Texas, right? Oh, do you like Domino's or do you like Little Caesars better? Oh, um, <laughs> um. So I'm actually from Calabasas, but uh, I've been in Texas for a hot minute. Um, let's see. I don't know. I think that if money wasn't an option, definitely Papa John's. Um, but me <laughs> personally, I think I typically go, would go with Pizza Hut. Yeah. But definitely when I want stuffed crust. Yeah. Yeah. Caesar. How about Pizza Hut and Little Caesars combined? See, the thing is, when I'm feeling cheap, I go Little Caesars. Um, <laughs> if I want quality, I'll do anything else. Um. <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean, we all, we, all have our, we all have our ways of spending money and what we want what we want. So <laughs> that's it. You know, oh, my God, now I want pizza. Now I want food. Shit. God dang it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'll get food later. I'll get food later. Uh, talking about wrestling. Uh, let's talk about wrestling. There's so much wrestling going on nowadays. Uh, WWE, AEW. Oh, Act ROH, just so much is very yes. overwhelming. Do you keep up with any of the current products? Um, I mean, yes. Uh, AEW, <laughs> I would say the most, um, possibly because I mean, I may or may not be there in the audience watching it live. Uh, <laughs> but um, AEW for sure. Um, I think. WWE wise, I think the product that I've kept up with more frequently is NXT yeah. uh, rather than the mainstream. Every once in a while, I'll see like different bits on Instagram. Uh, and that's kind of how I keep up with the mainstream. Or uh, sometimes when I go to like my family's house, I'll end up watching with my brother and he'll like, sh he'll post, like keep me updated. So, <laughs> I but as far as that, um, I, unfortunately have not kept up with impact too much um and roh um they're women i mean they're not really i don't want to say it's kind of non-existent but it's kind of non-existent um but i've definitely seen a lot of good things coming out of roh um more recently uh the shane taylor promotion um so i think is today the 20th yep. yeah they should be doing a show today correct I, I believe so. Maybe, maybe, yeah, so maybe I'll watch that. <laughs> maybe you'll watch that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to be honest. Uh, nerds of wrestling here. I have not been keeping up with WWE much at all, and not as much as I used to because it's so. Uh, I don't know. It's so. It just. Eh. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. I'm just gonna say it's so bad. It is so bad, so bland, so boring. I cannot sit down for three hours and watch Raw. I just can't. I just yeah, I saw something, and I don't know if it was like Lacey Evans, the angle she's pregnant, or what? She's, yeah, no, she's she's really pregnant. Thank God, because if that was like a legit story, I would have been. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. God. But no, she's no, she's legit pregnant. But I guess they are going to write Ric Flair as the father. Why? Why? 
so stupid. Oh my god. Yeah, oh. I didn't really get that angle, especially since like what who is she feuding with before and she brought her whole like family into it and her daughter and then now all of a sudden what? it's like family's everything and now it's like hey charlotte let me sleep with your dad oh god yes. i think <laughs> i think she was feuding with um sasha at the time with you know her family and everything that, yeah, that seems about right yeah and now she's feuding with charlotte and now you know, Rick, you know, Ric Flair, this and that, X, Y, and Z. I'm like, oh, this is so bad. Like, what the hell? Like, I don't watch it. I just, like, catch it on Twitter and, like, like Instagram and everything and YouTube. And I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. 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 I mean, I watch, like, when I can, the pay-per-views and whatnot. Uh, but... Yeah. I mean, the pay the pay-per-views are okay. I mean, the pay-per-view I always watch no matter what is the Royal Rumble. No matter how much shit I talk about WWE, no matter how much trash, you know, WWE is, everybody's going to watch the Royal Rumble. Yeah, for sure. Just to see who comes out. <laughs> exactly. Were you at Were you at the Royal Rumble in 2020 in Texas? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Uh, that was I hate you for that. That is awesome. That is so cool. <laughs> What was he? Yeah, that was it was incredible. And to be backstage nonetheless was even more like holy crap. <laughs> well shit. It yeah. must have been it must have been pretty chaotic that whole night. Oh, for sure. And it didn't help that the day kind of started off on like a, a sour note. I remember we got there and we were walking through like the back and um Jerry, the King Waller. Uh, he came out of this room and he like looked at us and we were like holding our breath because it's him. And he was like, Kobe Bryant just died. And we were like, what? Oh, He's like, yeah. And so like, that's how we found out about Kobe Bryant. And that's like, not like, obviously that situation is awful, but like, I just found out like news from Jerry the King Lawler. And we were all like, like it was, it was weird, and then it was like a somber day. But then, like, the show must go on, right? Of course. So it was weird. It was a weird day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but that's still pretty cool that you were able to be backstage for the Royal Rumble. Uh, I mean, you were in the crowd. You were actually in backstage, uh, hearing the reaction outside in the stadium when Edge came out. Must have been unreal. It was very surreal. I think that's one of the goosebumps moments like you just like to hear the uproar of all of those people because that stadium was packed right. and to like hear it it was like you just got chills like it was crazy and of course everyone like that we were with all of the other um extra talent uh from texas that was there we were all going crazy so it was it was definitely a memorable time um I'm very glad that I was there live. I would have loved to have been live for the Hardy's return, but like, Oof. can't go back in time yet. Not, uh, not yet. Not we yet. We haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe someone has. We just don't know. True. They could be amongst us. They could be. Yeah, you never know. I mean, you could be back in 2017 right now at WrestleMania 33 for all we know. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go back to 2017. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, what what really got you into wrestling? Uh, you know, well, how was training like? What was uh, your initial thought process when you were like, I want to be a wrestler? Yeah, so it was always like uh, a joke as I was going through college. Uh, once like exam times would come around uh, and they would literally like be the most stressful times of the year. 
um, I would just be like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit, and I'm just going to become a wrestler. And my mom was like, mm, no, get your degree first before you ruin your life. I was like, bet. And so I literally got my degree. Um, there you go. I ended up trying to find a job with that degree because apparently that's what people do when they go to college. And um, I like to think right, so. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, and then right when I was about to go uh, to where my job was, a volcano exploded. So I took that as fate. And I went to Booker T's fantasy camp. Um, because I was like, okay, let me make sure I, like, this is something that I want to do. Uh, so I went to a fantasy camp at his school in Houston. Um, there I met, uh, Gino Medina and he actually introduced me to the head trainer with, at, uh, hybrid school of wrestling, which is the school I started at in San Antonio. And from there it was it's where I'm at now. Um, it's, it was a pretty incredible journey. Um, as soon as I got to hybrid, I feel like, uh, everything kind of just clicked. Uh, like my personality meshed well with the coaches. Um, they understood kind of like the background I was coming from, um, not knowing anyone there. Uh, and they were all very welcoming, all very welcoming, not at all what I thought it was going to be like. Um, and then just training mainly, I think a lot of people like ask what's the hardest part of training. Um, and it's definitely the mental aspect, which I don't right. feel like people talk about a lot, but just even having to walk into a three hour training where you don't know anyone, uh, you don't know the skill levels, you don't know where you like land in that. And then also having to walk into training at hybrid with jazz, Rodney Mack, and Funaki as your trainers, like, <laughs> that is intimidating. Like, to yeah. this day, Jazz still, like, sometimes intimidates me, even though I've known her. And what really good, like, I talk to her all the time. Like, she still scares me a little bit. Me a little bit. I, I think <laughs> she scares a lot of people, though. I mean. Yeah, it's just her aura. And I tell her that. I'm like, you're so intimidating. And she's like, why? Like, I'm so, like, What? And I was like, you literally, like, call yourself the baddest bitch, and, like, you are, and, like, your whole aura says that, and, like, your demeanor, you can just look at me, and I get scared, like, what are you talking about? Like, how do you not realize that? <laughs> You're scared. Yeah, no, I, I feel, hey, I feel like that's, like, that way for a lot of wrestlers. Uh, Booker T looks extremely intimidating, too. Yeah, he is huge. I did not realize how tall he was. It is, holy crap. I'm like, no, dang. Met, same thing same thing when I did extra work. I think the one who like shocked me most for some reason was Randy Orton. He is <laughs> huge. He is huge. Like you see him on TV, but then you see him in person, you're like, what the heck? Like these people really are like immaculate specimens. Like it is insane. It's not, <laughs> it's uh Big Ali is another one who is I mean, even yeah. on TV, he looks huge, but in person in person, oh my god, like Damn! Wow, you're tall. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah see, I imagine that like he'd be like super tall, but like Randy Orton was like really tall, and then he's like jacked. Like his muscles have muscles. I was like, huh? Maybe I need to go to the gym a little bit more. <laughs> anyway. oh, but when I first went to a wrestling show, uh, you know, I, I'm like at the wrestling show. I'm like, dang man, like shit. I want to look like that. I want to work out, eating nachos, drinking soda, nah. 
<laughs> okay, for some reason though, like concession stand like crappy nachos are amazing. They are. They they amazing. are low key fired. They're so good. They they're really so bad. <laughs> they're so bad for you, yeah. but they're so good. Yeah, that is one weakness I definitely have is like obviously people like good food, but then there's like crappy food that's also like really good, like nachos at a concession stand. Or like sometimes when people make like those chocolate chip cookies where the dough's already made and they're like not great, but like shitty chocolate chip cookies are also kind of like my thing. I don't know, it's oh. <laughs> man, shit. Yo, we're talking about food over here. Oh my god. Chocolate chip cookies, pizza, <laughs> it's nachos. Like, it's twelve thirty here. It's about lunchtime for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one thirty, one twenty five here. Uh it's definitely I think lunchtime for me is like eleven. So <laughs> Because most places open up at 11, like McDonald's starts serving lunch. Burger King does it all the time. But I think 11 o'clock, 11.30 is a good time for lunch. I don't know if you agree, but. I mean, it's a little early, but I also just eat throughout the day. So um, <laughs> anytime's good. And that's my favorite thing because everyone's like, like, even when we're traveling, for instance, when we have to travel to Florida, they'll be like, oh, like, are you hungry? I'm like, yo, I don't have to be hungry to eat. Like, that's not an accurate question. <laughs> like, I can eat. I can always eat. <laughs> I, I feel like for me, though, I have to be hungry. Like, because if no. I just ate, I can't eat again. Like, I got to wait like an hour. <laughs> no, then yeah, I can't relate. Can't relate. I can just eat. Always. <laughs> wow. That's, that's awesome. See, I never met anybody like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are people out there who have like a very fast metabolism, but I mean, I shoot, I could be full and I'll still eat. Like, I don't, maybe I need to go see someone for that, but. <laughs> I, I think so. I, I think, I think it's time for you to uh, go get some help there. Uh, cause I might, I need, I need a lot, but that may just be a small uh, portion of the help. <laughs> uh, you know, such a weird segue, but like food obviously is great. I could talk about food for hours, but growing up, who did Maddie idolize the most on Raw, SmackDown, anywhere? Yeah, I definitely think Lita was probably my most, uh, the one who drew me to it the most. Um, her and Team Extreme, there's something about the Hardy Boys again. Uh, you just can't take your eyes off them. And Lita was so different than the rest of the girls. Like, um, growing up as a tomboy, um, like, you literally could not, like, identify really with anyone. Um, obviously like jazz came in and she was like a powerhouse, but also she like really terrified me, um, when I was younger. So like some things haven't changed. Um, <laughs> but, uh, for sure Lita. And then as far as the guys, like besides the Hardy boys, it was always Scotty too hotty. Of course. Um, he's, he's partially, yeah. Partially because of the worm and just the charisma he had. Uh, but also he had the same haircut uh, as my father uh, <laughs> when I was growing up. They both had those flat tops going on. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, obviously team extreme is amazing. Like back in the day, they're, they're absolutely insane. I always, when I think of team extreme, obviously I think of like the early 2000, 2001, uh, and a WrestleMania that always pops up to my, in my head is WrestleMania 17. My <laughs> opinion, the greatest WrestleMania of all time. I don't know how you feel about it, but WrestleMania 17 is the goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love WrestleMania 17. It obviously there was a, a lot of more WrestleManias after that, but I just, but, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, good WrestleManias, but 
it just <gasps> WrestleMania 17 was just something unreal, and it's to this day, in my opinion, the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Obviously, people get disagree, but that's my opinion, and that's the beautiful thing about wrestling. You don't have to agree. You just got to listen, and you can give your intake after. Yeah. Oh, I think that's the beauty of opinions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, opinions. Yeah, no, that's, that's all opinions, not just wrestling, but, you know, everything. <laughs> everything. Yes. What are some of your favorite WrestleManias? Um, I mean, see, my thing is, I don't really think I have, and as weird as it sounds for me, um, wrestling is more like, I feel like more connected, like, obviously, there's good matches, but I feel more connected with the moments. Um, for instance, like when you think about when the Undertaker lost his streak, like everyone was so angry. And the fact that wrestling, like this sport some people call fake or whatever um can have that kind of emotion on a vast majority of people is insane and again like what i said the hardy boys coming back insane like it's moments for me so i don't think i have like necessarily a favorite one overall i just i live for the moments yeah <laughs> The moments, the moments are good. You know, I, I, I feel like the best moments always happen at WrestleMania because, as it should, it's the biggest yes. year. So, <laughs> I mean, ha oh, God, Undertaker losing at WrestleMania 30. Oh, I was so upset. I was so pissed off. I was like, are you kidding me? I legit, like, I thought time froze for, like, a minute. I was like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I, yeah. It was, it was a very angering time <laughs> uh and a very confusing time as well like what the heck just happened um is this real um what is going on <laughs> type of thing like exactly like, wait, wait 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 what just happened and then a lot of people have just very strong feelings and opinions on brock lesnar as it is so <laughs> I feel like the fact that it was Brock Lesnar, people were even more pissed off, but... 100%. But, yeah, of course. But looking back, it made sense. Okay, that's why. Okay, now it makes sense. Just back then when it happened, people were pissed. But, you know, we've got to give like two years, okay? Yeah. Two years ago, it's okay. This is... Get over it, people. It's all right. It happens. It happens. You it's know, people, still triggering. It's still very triggering. I mean, Taker, Taker did have... It's obviously no one is ever going to beat that streak. Like he's going to have the greatest. He has the greatest streak of all time in WrestleMania. Yeah, and he'll always be a legend. So, of course. And did you watch his um documentary on the network? Yes, I did. This week's episode is brought to you by Design by Dunbar. If you need a logo design, flyers, e-commerce, website, or anything at all, go check out. Designs by Dunbar at www.facebook.com slash design by Dunbar. <laughs> uh, you know, I want to talk more about Maddie. Uh, obviously, uh, you have done a lot in wrestling uh, in the short amount of time that you wrestled. Uh, AEW Dark is something that a lot of people now know you from. What was it like to be in AEW Dark? Um... Just being at AEW in general is very humbling um, and also very terrifying being around all of these superstars and uh, just the environment in itself. 
Um, it's very similar to when we got to do the extra work at WWE back in 2020, uh, but also very different. Uh, this time around, we are like involved. We get to train. Uh, we get to like interact with these superstars. We get to interact with like uh, the different coaches, such as like Destin, who is very big on mentorship, uh, which is insane because like that's gold dust. And he's like talking to me like I am a human being, like I'm a wrestler who like earned a spot, not just like as a fan. So I feel like it's it's very humbling and it's very surreal. Um, every once in a while, I have to like take a moment and just like take it all in because when you're there and you're in that moment, it's like one thing. But then when you see it on like TV or yeah. YouTube, it's like okay, um, <laughs> that's me. Um, <laughs> this is a major company. What is happening? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, again, it's just very surreal. Um, and I'm very blessed to have this opportunity uh, to kind of showcase myself, my talents against people who are incredible. Yeah. Uh, definitely, it's a different level um, than I have been used to and that's nothing against the texas indie scene because i think the texas independent scene is probably one of the best if not the best uh independent scenes that the united states has to offer uh, it is incredible the amount of talent that we have here in texas and also the promotions are amazing but that's just a side note <laughs> these people are just like on another level obviously they're signed to these companies and to get to test myself against them it's incredible. And right. so I will forever be thankful for this opportunity and hope that I can work harder for it to become more than just AEW Dark. And all I can do is keep working on myself. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> the best the best thing to me about AEW Dark is that there's so much new wrestlers being introduced to the world of wrestling. Yeah, and they're not new to wrestling. But to us, like, we never heard of these people before. And that's what I think about AEW is doing very well when they have all these top independent wrestlers coming to AEW, showcasing their talent. And not, they're, and they're not, you guys aren't wrestling. Like, I don't want to say nobody's, but you're not wrestling. You're wrestling, like, with, like, these AEW guys who are on TV every week. Uh, yeah. Navarro wrestled Ray Phoenix a couple weeks ago. He wrestled Brian Cage. Uh, and you wrestled uh, Layla Bates, if I'm not mistaken. I think I hope I yeah. said it right. God damn it. God, uh, you wrestled Layla Hirsch. Layla Hirsch is absolutely phenomenal. I love Layla Hirsch. She is a, excuse my language, but she's a fucking monster. And she's yeah. so good. I, I, I'm so excited to see what's in store for her, for, um, for her future. Yeah, 100%. And I got to wrestle uh, Red Velvet again for the second Red time. Uh, the first time was at Mission Pro, and she's an incredible athlete. I feel like every time I'm across the ring from her, it is a intense athletic competition, and I'm super excited to see the matchup uh, against her and Jade. That is going to be an incredible matchup. Their physiques are so different. Uh, Jade is a freaking beast. All of these like montages that like AEW has been putting out of her, like I'm pretty sure I have like a women crush on her. Like 
she is amazing and they make yeah. her look so incredible i'm like dang i'm gonna figure out her workout regimen <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of workouts i want to figure out with these wrestlers but like i said i'm I'm lazy. No, I'm just, I'm food, like, is I'm food is life. Food is life. Food is life. Yes, uh, Maddie, you are absolutely correct. Food is life. Uh, not only did you um, appear on AEW Dark, but I know you did some extra work for WWE. Uh, what yes. was that like? How was that experience? How was that brought brought to you? Um. Yeah. So I again am fortunate enough to have Funaki in my corner. Uh, so when they were doing this Texas. I guess tour he kind of helped us get in on the extra side um and it was incredible it is like literally controlled chaos like everyone is everywhere moving like everything like i don't know if you know a lot about like memes but that mr krabs means like where he's standing and like the whole world is moving around him like that's literally what it felt like there like everyone's moving it's all hectic. You feel so small, like there, like you are so minuscule. It is a very humbling experience. And again, these superstars have like this aura about them. And, and that may just be like something we build up in our head, but they just carry themselves so highly. And like, I don't know, it's absurd for people to talk down on pro wrestling. Like, these people are in incredible shape. They are extremely strong. They, their body is a product. Like yeah. they are a product and this stuff is real. Um, I know a lot of people like to say it's not or whatnot, but it's when you're in there, it is real. Anything can happen. Like I know a lot of people say it's choreographed and whatnot, but it's not to a certain point. <laughs> Yeah, like, exactly. it's not like anything can happen in there. Like right. the hits are real. Um, like my advice to anyone who wants to sit there and say that this is fake, um, get in there um, and tell me that it's fake. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like seriously, I, I hate when people say it's fake. I, you know, it's because it's not. It's it's. I'm I'm not a wrestler. I never. I would never step foot into the ring because I don't want to die. Uh, but I give these wrestlers, I give you guys so much credit because you guys put your body on the line every single time you step foot in the ring. And yeah. It's, it, you guys tell uh, all the time these wrestlers are telling an amazing story and it's so fascinating just to watch. It, yeah. It, you know, it's just crazy. Uh, I and just, you think about like Io Shirai, like jumping off the top of the cage in a trash can, like, Girl's crazy. <laughs> I would never do that. If she took the spot, um, the knees uh, or the the feet, or so she took the stomp. Well, she had the can, can over her. I'm like, yo, what? Yeah. The hell? Oh hell no. Like, hell what goes through your mind at that point? Like, oh my god. <laughs> or or one of the spots where on um, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, where he body slammed him on the concrete. Yeah, no, I just don't understand. Um, <laughs> oh, but ow. Oh, wow, wow. But yeah, no, again, uh, that experience was incredible. It's definitely something that I'll always remember. Uh, being able to be like in the same vicinity as these superstars. Um, and then again, that is also very early in my career. I was only a couple months into like wrestling at that point. Um, and so it is a very different experience than what I have had at AEW uh, because now I'm actually wrestling for them. Um, 
So it's definitely very different being actually like in the ring with the superstars rather than on the outside. Uh, but again, it's all, they're different experiences, uh, but they're both very informative. Like when I was at WWE, William Regal, of all people, decided to take time out of his day to talk to us and kind of like give us a piece of advice about being in the business and the sacrifices that you make, not only time-wise, but with your body. Um, it's just an incredible feeling to think that William Regal, like this man who does not even need to like give us the time of day or a breath of his air, like took the time out of his day during NXT TakeOver, nonetheless, Damn. to talk to us. It is, he's an extremely humble person. Like that's an amazing person. Like they production crew literally had to like drag him out and be like, Man, like we got a we got a show to do. Like, <laughs> get away from these extras. Yeah, come on, come on, Regal, come on, what are you doing? No, but but to hear that from William Regal must have been like, holy shit! Like, did that just happen? Yes, yeah, it was surreal. Like, he almost took an hour out of his day. And again, as many many know, he is a very very intricate piece of what makes NXT NXT. And this was UK versus the. US American, like US NXT. And so like it was a huge day. They yeah. had superstars everywhere. This show has to be like especially at that point when it was like pre-pandemic when everything was live and the whole stadium was packed. Right. Like pre-pandemic live shows, nothing can go wrong. And he's taking an hour out of his day before the show to talk to us. Like that says a lot about him as a person. And I guess the love he has for the business. So that was incredible. And then at AEW now, uh, uh, there's definitely a lot of people who will sit there and talk to you. Uh, one person in particular that I definitely have gotten to <laughs> ask a lot of annoying questions to um, and advice while I've been there is Eddie Kingston. Oh, um, he's, a, oh he's a goat. Oh, Eddie Kingston's a, a beast. Yes, I was fortunate enough uh, when I went to hybrid, uh, they brought him in for a seminar. And so when I was at AEW, I was like, hey, man, um, just wanted to introduce myself. Um, I actually, you were my first seminar I ever had uh, when I started professional wrestling. And he was like incredibly amazing about it. Like it was, I almost had a heart attack, like just going up to him and like trying to ask him questions um, <laughs> just in general. But he was so welcoming, and every single time that I've been there since, um, he's just been very welcoming, very forthcoming with knowledge, advice, um, and it's amazing. And like I can ask him to watch my stuff, uh, watch the match, and it's he's an amazing person, and he literally is one of the realest people you will probably ever meet in the business. And segueing off of that, taking over your taking over your thing. Um, it's all good. I it's think okay. He's definitely again. He was one of my first seminars, um, and I think he's definitely kind of the one who brought out Miss Reality. Like I, Miss Reality, it, it is me. Like it is me. It is a genuine character. But one of the biggest pieces of advice that I think I took from Eddie Kingston during that seminar is that 
when you are wrestling, uh, especially cutting promos, you have to be real about it. If you're not real and you're not a genuine person, like you're not gonna, like your promos aren't going to be anything. Like you have to talk and you have to talk real and you have to not be afraid to say something, even if it makes someone else mad. Um, and so I think he kind of gave me that confidence to be who I really am. And so uh, being Miss Reality, I think I'm taking a piece from Eddie Kingston in that regard. And then uh, one of my more uh, <laughs> like favorite wrestlers, uh, which everyone thinks is weird, is Enzo Amore. And as everyone knows, he's the realest guy in the room. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I think a lot of my influences are Eddie Kingston, Enzo Amore, and of course, the Kardashians. Um, I think they've all allowed me to see um, almost that it is okay to be who you are. Um, people are going to say what they're going to say regardless of what you're doing, good or bad. And so you just got to keep being real. And that's exactly what I do day after day. Uh, if I have an issue with someone, I'm going to tell them. Uh, if they don't like that, if they're not going to say anything back or they're not going to do anything back, then that's not my problem anymore. So, <laughs> Wow. Gee, great take on all that. I loved it. Uh, except for Enzo, Enzo Amore. No, but hey, that's your opinion. I, I, he's a favorite wrestler. I can't say anything about that. Who, like, who am I to say? Like, who, who am I to be like, oh, why? Why do you like him? Why? 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 You know? Well, yeah, and I think at that point, it does. It has nothing to do with his wrestling abilities. Let right. me tell you that. Um, but again, uh, like I told you for the WrestleMania thing, it's about the moments. And I think that he does an amazing job at um being real uh <laughs> like you he is such a genuine person that's who he is what he portrays on screen is what he is and so you almost are drawn into him every time he's on the screen like what is he going to say next for instance uh one of the things that i recall the most is that 205 roasting is what i call it uh when he literally was just in the ring roasting every single like member on the roster of 205 live like yep. like it's memorable stuff like that like you watched him to see what stupid stuff he was going to say like you just never knew it was going to come out of his mouth honestly <laughs> honestly that is why people watch because he he always did say some stupid shit and you're like okay what's he gonna say next what's he gonna do yeah next? like he was he definitely made you tune in like that shark tank match you're like okay you know he's gonna do something stupid right. and sure enough he pulls out a bottle of lube and gets himself out of the shark cage like what <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was at the um the royal rumble uh yeah he's 20, very interesting <laughs> yeah uh speaking speaking of promos of what um eddie kingston told you about the promos has there ever been a time where you cut a promo and you piss off your opponent or just just nonchalantly um, I think I do that uh, very often, um, especially on Twitter. Um, I like a, there was a I'm the PPW women's champion right now. PPW is uh, a wrestling company down in South Texas. Um, and the girls that I wrestled for that belt, um, they like to try and act tough on Twitter. And I have to put them in their place quite often. Um, I actually had a not a rematch per se, because the way I won it was a five way. Uh, but I, one of the girls had challenged me. And so it was my first challenge for my belt. Um, and 
I basically let her know. Because <laughs> um, her name is Roxy. I don't know if you've heard of her. Roxy? Uh, yes. I let her know that um, just because, like, when she started, she was 17 and she called herself the 17 year old sensation. Like, um, being a minor isn't a talent. Um, okay. Everyone went through that. Um, and now that she's not 17 um, and that she's an actual legal adult. Um, I feel like she kind of lost herself. Like, what is she going to do now that she can't identify as a minor? Like, ooh, it's so scary. So now she calls herself the prodigy. So I have made it aware to her and to everyone else that she's a self-proclaimed prodigy. Um, and that's how I feel about it. And so she took offense to that. And she tweeted at me that she was going to block me on Twitter and my response to that is just like, okay, like, I'm still going to see you next week. Like, go ahead. Like, what? You're going to block me on Twitter? Like, oh, no. Ow. Like, don't. Like, what do you want me to say to that? <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, there's not much you can say. Just, okay, whatever. Like, bye. Yeah, and then she responded to, like, <laughs> and then she responded to another tweet. I'm like, girl. No. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And she's like, yeah, uh, clearly your trainers didn't teach you any respect. And then she's like, get ready. I'm crazy. I'm like, first off, how are you going to, oh, she said she was crazy and she was going to kill me. And I was like, how are you going to teach me respect and then say that you're going to kill me because you're crazy? Like those don't like next time proofread your tweet. Um, then like maybe put it in your drafts for a little bit. <laughs> Think about it. And then post it or then actually maybe run it by someone else because like you're not making sense. And I feel like it was her attempt to be tough. Um, but again, not scared of someone who used to call themselves a 17 year old sensation. Like what is a sensation? Like you burn your finger like out. It's a sensation. Like that's it. It's, short, it's a short period of time. And I think that's what she's realizing now is that her time is up. Um, and I think there's a new wave of Texas talent and these people who've been in the Texas, like the women's division are noticing that. I definitely think myself, um, Promise Braxton, she's actually the new uh, ROW champion at Booker T School. Um, her, she's definitely up and coming. Uh, Vert Vixen, she's one of the ones that I travel to AEW with. Um, Jasmine Allure, I hate yep. her, but it's <laughs> like whatever. Um, she's I. Like, she's not better than me, but she's aight. Um, so I definitely think that these girls who've been in the Texas business a little bit longer or have wrestled on these shows are definitely seeing a new breed of Texas women. Um, one who actually just broke out onto the scene, uh, her name is Charity Kane. Uh, she's coming out of Booker T School. I'm so excited to see her in the ring. Uh, so excited to be across the ring from her. Um, so if I could ever call anyone out, set up my own match, I definitely want to wrestle her because she's scary. Um, she is go. so incredibly strong. Uh, I peeped her on Instagram. Uh, I did a workshop, a uh, two-day workshop with Jazz and a couple of the ROW girls like Promise Braxton, uh, Danny B, Charity Kane. They came out, and I'd never actually gotten to work with them. And Promise Braxton is so incredibly technical. Like, I was watching her uh, grapple, and I was, like, getting a little nervous. I was like, oh, shoot. Um, someone is uh, on my level right now, and this is scary. Uh, it's definitely going to be a challenge. 
and then um watching charity freaking lift girls like she's a shorter girl but holy crap she is strong and i was terrified when she picked me up i was like yep <laughs> i was like let's get out of this before i die <laughs> so yeah, I would definitely yeah now that she is actually on the scene accepting bookings i would love to be across the ring from her i think it would be a good test of my ability she is definitely a strong wrestler uh very powerhouse i think and it would be a challenge for me um because a lot of girls that i wrestled they're shorter than me but like stature wise they're pretty similar um but she is a beast and i think it would definitely test my my hybrid wrestling style <laughs> I definitely want to see that now. And I think everyone watching and listening is like, yo, that, that match has to be booked like now. Like, yeah, what, I know. What, so when, I mean, this? when this, when this airs, we got to at Cherry King and let her know that yeah. 100%. it's time for a dose of reality. Like I got to <laughs> welcome her to them. Welcome her to the wrestling world. Hell the right yeah. One. I can't <laughs> wait. I definitely can't wait to see that. Hopefully in the near future. And I feel like a lot of nerds are very excited for that, but <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Maddie, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I definitely got to have you on again sooner rather than later. And I 100% hope to meet you at in the future because that, that has to happen. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, like, talk to your local promoters. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, but, you know, uh, of course, you know, drop those plugs. Where can the nerds find you? Yes, so I am on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all under Maddie underscore Renkowski. That's M-A-D-I underscore W-R-E-N-K-O-W-S-K-I. If you can spell it, you can find it. Um, on those, I actually have my merchandise website, which is Big Cartel, and it is actually in the bio of all of those, so you can find merchandise there. Um, so we are actually looking to expand that site a little bit more, so just keep your eye on the next month or so. There you go. Uh, definitely check out Maddie Murkowski, everybody. And this has been an episode of What's Up, Wrestler. Thank you, everybody, so much. Peace out. And that concludes this episode on the Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more future episodes. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out, nerds.